0: Learn more at marines.com. Bragging rights and huge cash prizes are up for grabs this weekend and all season long at DraftKings, the leader in one-week fantasy sports. And this week, you can enter a contest for free with your first deposit. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every run, pass, catch means more with DraftKings. It's simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching the game quite like having a shot at millions of dollars in prizes. DraftKings has paid out billions of dollars to winners since 2012, so they know a thing or two about cold, hard cash. Download the DraftKings app now. New users, enter code BMF during sign-up. in a contest for free this weekend with your first deposit to compete for your share of cash prizes. That's code BMF only at DraftKings. Make it rain. Minimum five dollar deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Jim Cramer dominates
1: Wall Street, and now he's teaming up with Bill Inright to help you dominate
2: fantasy football. This is Bull Market Fantasy, presented by DraftKings. What's up and welcome inside Bull Market Fantasy, brought to you by DraftKings. Corey Parson, Fantasy Frankie, and Bull Market Bill. Getting ready to hit the trading room floor, talk some fantasy football. Got it all lined up for the day. Bill, how was your week seven, my man? Week seven was great. I mean, if you had Tyler Lockett
0: and Devontae Adams on a few of your DFS rosters like I did, I think you did okay.
2: What about you, Frankie? How was week seven for you?
1: Oh, it was absolutely great. It was the first time all year. And normally this happens earlier, so I'm a little bit disappointed in myself. But it was the first time all year in every league that I'm in, I won. Oh nice. wow, nice! Frank. And, and that actually includes that bogus league that we do here at SI, where I've lost Nick Chubb and Saquon Barkley, and you name it— whoever's injured and hasn't been playing and gone for the year, I have, and somehow I still found a way to get my second victory of the year. I have no idea how.
2: <laughs> Injuries are a part of the process, but there's been some tough times this year. So we want to hop in here. We're not really going to do uh, buy low, uh, you know, buy buy low, sell high, or buy wholesale, whatever. I just want to focus and touch on, Bill, some guys that are, you know, underperforming right now may have some situations where they could underperform in the near future. These guys are already low players. They're already kind of bottomed out with their fantasy value. And I was curious and interested to see if you guys would buy in on some of these players. And I want to start with Dallas Cowboy rookie wide receiver Ceedee Lamb, Bill. Obviously, we saw him start to catch on. Dak Prescott goes down. There was still some hope that Lamb would be able to perform with Andy Dalton but now it's looking real bad.
0: Yeah, and this whole Dallas team, unfortunately, is looking real bad, and you can start with the Dak Prescott injury, or you can focus on the offensive line problems that they have had losing a few of their starters, and that is obviously impacting a guy like Ezekiel Elliott, but in terms of the passing game, we had high hopes for this entire Dallas team. All the playmakers there, I think, get downgraded, with Ben DiNucci being the quarterback under center for for Week 8. We don't know when Dalton will be able to to return, but – even when you, when you saw him in action, you're, you didn't have high hopes that no, Amari Cooper really. and, and Stevie <laughs> no, Lamb didn't. and, and uh, Michael Gallup were going to be able to do a whole lot. And it's really unfortunate because I am a believer in drafting guys that are on great offenses. And I think everyone in the entire industry across the whole landscape they thought that Dallas was going to be one of those high octane offenses this year. And for the first seven weeks of the season, first six weeks of the season, we saw it. I mean, even if they were losing games or they weren't covering the spread from a fantasy standpoint, we don't care about that stuff. We just want to see points on the board. And Dallas was absolutely supplying plenty of points. But as soon as Dak Prescott went down, as soon as they lost uh, a few of their offensive linemen, all hope went out the window.
2: So I asked you, Frankie, are you buying low and if you aren't buying low, what's somebody who is a fantasy manager of CD Lamb be doing right now? Does he continue to remain in the starting lineup? Crying. <laughs> Frankie, I got a team where I have Amari Cooper and CD Lamb. I have t- I have two teams with Amari Cooper and Zeke.
1: Yeah. And let's not even mention that tight end that I was very high on from your team as well, who is also out for the season already. So talk about triple whammy. So anyone who is crying out there, I can share my Kleenex with you because I am uh, I'm feeling the same hurt right now. I have actually gotten uh, quite a few uh, private DMs from several of the SI Pro and SI Fantasy uh, members uh, with DMs talking about, uh, they always hit me up with, would you accept this trade offer? And it appears right right now that a lot of people are trying to dump both uh, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, and Ezekiel Elliott. And it's amazing because I actually have to say no to those trades, you know, looking to try, you know, acquire those players because, and it's even at guys that, in you know, at the expense of guys that I actually was not high on early earlier in the year coming into the drafts uh, over the summer, guys like Todd Gurley, um, you know, uh, players in in that elk right now. And I have to say, no, I'd rather hold on to Todd Gurley. And I never thought I'd be saying that in trades that involve Ezekiel Elliott or Amari Cooper. But C.D. Lamb, uh, I, listen, guys, I'm, I'm worried about him. He's actually going to be going on the bench for me this week. I can't trust him right now. I want to see what I see from uh, you know, ben you Yeah, Ben Denucci. yeah, exactly So, you know, hopefully he can get the job done But, you know, just because his name ends in a, in a vowel Just
2: like mine does I'm not so willing to trust him just yet You know what's so funny about that, Frankie? I thought Ben DiNucci was his last name. Like, I was like, what's his first name?
0: (laughs) Let me me ask you guys a question, because this is something that that Kramer and I always talk about, diversification, and obviously it's important with your stock market portfolio. But I've always been under the kind of strategy to diversify your fantasy lineup. But when you do have a team that you're expecting a lot of points from, or expecting a big offense from, like, the Kansas City Chiefs, like the Dallas Cowboys in the preseason. Is this an example of why you have to diversify? Because if a quarterback goes down, it really changes the entire makeup of that entire offense.
2: It depends on how you like to play it. If you are a more conservative player, they normally conservative players are more more than likely not to, you know, are likely to stick with a rigid roster and go after it. But some of the players are the more wheelers and dealers they're more likely to diversify, and it can't hurt them in, in, in that sense. So um, I think it's really like your style of play. Me, myself, I'm still for diversifying fantasy rosters. Listen, a year like this happens. So I agree with you. I mean, that, that's how I stand on it. I want to ask one more question, too, to you guys, and Bill, I'll let, let you take it. I do think, well, one more comment, comment, really, in Dynasty Leagues, this is a good time to be buying CeeDee Lamb in Dynasty Leagues. Would you agree with that? hundred percent. I mean, we saw
0: the talent that this kid has. He's a first round pick. I think he should have been the first wide receiver taken. I, w- I was flabbergasted that the Cowboys actually were able to land him this year. Uh, jet. Jet.
1: <laughs> he, he could have been, have been
0: a jet. Yep. Uh, I don't know if Michael Gallup is going to be with the Cowboys for too much longer. We know Amari Cooper has that long-term contract, but yeah, I'm buying uh CD lamb for sure in dynasty leagues.
2: Uh, and you know, uh, you know, Frankie's the kind of move where, you know, if somebody got a shot to make tight to win a championship, you know what I'm saying? And they need a player off of your team to help them move, you'd be like, Okay, give me C D Lamb back and build for the future, correct?
1: I, I definitely do agree. You know that's what that's all bottom feed is right now. You should be looking to target the you know a player like that because it, it, a perfect example. You know I'm I'm going to be putting him on on my bench. We know that possibly you know he could be owned by a team in a dynasty league that's you know going for it and gunning for it this year. And if he's going to be putting him on his bench, he may be looking may be maybe willing to move him. And if that's a perfect example, because you're going to want to own this kid for years to come. When Dak gets back on the field, we know he with his prolific arm, the Cowboys are going to get him. Locked up. Jerry's going to take care of his boys the same way he took care of Zeke. He's going to take care of of uh, you know, obviously, you know, his star quarterback. And it, it's known now how much he's going to be missed. But in terms of diversifying, just to touch on what Bill was saying, no I 100 I, I agree with that. But sometimes you get caught up on how the board develops, and you're, you're looking to target. I know that for myself this year, I was looking to target players from this Cowboys offense. I'm always looking to target players from the Kansas City offense. But you know, sometimes. You, listen, guys. We got to remember it's it, when I say I want you know I share that box of Kleenex. Someone from that team is going to eat because we saw even like when the Jets went down as bad as they were last year when they didn't have Sam Darnold due to uh you know um, uh, what was that uh, a mononucleosis when he went down. Jamison Crowder is still able to eat somebody on this team is going to step up, whether it's CeeDee Lamb, whether it's Dalton Schultz, whether it's Amari Cooper. I I tend to agree it's going to be probably one of the wide receivers that eats, but you just don't know on a week-to-week basis who that consistent player is going to be, and that's going to be the major headache. I think the player that's going to take the biggest hit, in my opinion, is Ezekiel Elliott because I think it's going to be tough because teams are going to stack the boxes. They're not going to respect the pass right now until Ben DiNucci finds a way and earns their respect that he can beat them over the top.
2: Tua to of Iola get ready to take over as a starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, Bill. Are we buying low on Devontae Parker? Yeah, I don't know.
0: <laughs> with the, where the rookie quarterbacks are playing this year, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, I don't know if you could say that, oh, well, Tua's not going to be that good. You know, there was so much talk this offseason, how the rookies were going to struggle with no minicamp and no preseason and shortened training camp. That stuff flew right out the window with the way Burrow and Herbert are playing. So I'm going to give two of the benefit of the doubt. And yes, I would buy low on Devontae Parker
2: because of it. What do you think about that, Frankie?
1: No, I'm selling. I'm not buying low on Devontae Parker. I'm worried about this injuries, and I'm also worried about the expression of, you know, getting fat off the contract. You know that Devontae Parker showed up and finally, you know, rewarded fantasy owners who invested low in him last year, but that's because he was playing for a contract. Now I'm starting to worry about regression. I know that he's had, you know, some solid games here and there, but, guys, if we look, his one monster game. He has one 100-yard effort all year, and that's against an atrocious Seattle Seahawks secondary that really can't stop anybody on the back end, especially missing Jamal Adams right now. That defensive secondary is just a complete mess. The reason why that team is in contention is obviously because of Russell Wilson and that offense, and he's playing at such an elite level. He's playing absolutely off the charts. But for me, Devontae Parker is not a guy I'm willing to trust, especially with a rookie signal call g- coming in now. To a, I actually think that there may be a buy low opportunity looking at the player who winds up opposite him and a player that you know possibly is on a lot more waiver wires right now in Preston Williams. I think, that the, I think the team is going to be looking to get him more involved. They've been saying it for the last couple of weeks, trying to force feed him. He found the end zone again last week against the New York Jets. I mean, either one of us three probably could find the end zone against the Jets as well. But I want to see what he does this week, you know, against, uh, you know, hooking up with with Tua for the first time. But for me, Devontae Parker is not a guy I'm looking to uh, buy in on right now, not whether it's high or low. I actually want to look to move him if
2: I own him. All right, Bill, are we buying – Rams rookie running back Cam makers or are we buying the idea of Cam makers because we keep getting teased with Cam makers but we haven't really seen much yeah what a shame right because he was
0: basically the starter in week one then he gets injured and Darrell Henderson's looked incredible the last five or six weeks of the season and I think I saw Cam makers on the field for like one play versus the Bears and they had a pretty decent lead in that game I would have liked to see him a little bit more Sean McVay certainly keeps talking him up. We're going to get him more involved, getting more involved. But you know, it's time to <laughs> it's time to put your money where your mouth is because I'm yep. getting a little frustrated if I'm a Cam Akers owner right now.
2: Ben, I'm out. Ben, I'm Ben DiNucci.
1: (laughs) Frankie, you buying? (laughs) No, I'm absolutely selling. And I'm happy I'm selling because I'll be honest. One of the guys that I targeted in late drafts that I'm employing into all my lineups going forward, I actually used him this past week. And I'm I'm really happy the fact that he's vulturing all the goal line looks. And that would be Malcolm Brown. I think Malcolm Brown is the guy besides Daryl Henderson you want to own. Right now, unfortunately, injuries... Buried this rookie Cam Akers. He was coming into the season as a target of many high-stakes fantasy drafters over at the fantasy football world championships. He was going in the first four or five rounds, guys. And a lot of people were, you know, being were extremely bullish on him. And uh it really backfired because it really backfired for one reason, one reason only. The injuries put him behind, and now it's buried him on the depth chart.
2: He's a guy I would actually be looking to move on from. Let's stick with the rookie running backs, Bill, J.K. Dobbins in Baltimore. Good chance to buy low or not.
0: Yeah, it certainly is a good chance to buy low. We know Mark Ingram is dealing with a little bit of an injury. Gus Edwards doesn't really overly impress me too much. J.K. Dobbins, another guy, a lot of hype in this preseason. I think he got overdrafted to an extent. Probably people got frustrated with him. Ravens are coming off a bye. He probably was dropped in a lot of leagues. Now's the time to grab a guy like that, especially when you're – in the top four of your league in in terms of the standings and you have some space on on your roster to stash a guy that could potentially be a league winner in November and December, now's the time to get a guy that at one time had some hype. Nothing happened to destroy that hype except the lack of opportunity. The talent is still there. He's still on a great offense.
2: I think it's very interesting, Frankie, what Bill just said, that more or less he could be a league winner. And I'm starting to get a feeling that a lot of people in the industry think that J.K. Dobbins could be this season's Miles Sanders. Yeah, no, definitely, 100%. I mean, uh, last week, not even this week,
1: uh, last week, that's one of the reasons why it pays to be a, uh, you know, paying attention to over at SI Fantasy. I actually recommended dropping Mark Ingram because I think it's time that we, we're going to be seeing a changing of the guard in that Ravens backfield. And it's probably going to be J.K. Dobbins as well as Gus Edwards. I know that Bill, Bill is a little bit down on him more than I am. I actually think that Gus Edwards offers, you know, tremendous opportunity for a stash and cash type of guy as well because should they, J.K. struggle maybe, as a rookie and blitz pickup, you know, or do something wrong or put the ball on the ground, this team may look to lean back on Gus Edwards as well. So, you know, J.K. Dobbins is a guy that you're going to want to get right now. He's available in nearly 40% of leagues. So it looks like a lot of people, you know, obviously were down on him. And maybe due to bye weeks or COVID uh, or injuries, you know, they probably looked, you know, owners look to cut bait with him because as we know, guys, he's only hit double digits in PPR uh, points in one out of, uh, six weeks. So we know that a lot of people are giving up on him. But I am buying high, and I'm completely bullish on J.K. Dobbins. But I'm also extremely high on uh my boy Gus, Gus Edwards as Gus well.
2: Edwards as well, the pride of Staten Island. All right, let's stick right here with you, Frankie. Rest of the season rankings going down right now. Let's talk about it. Let's start it right at the top: Ezekiel Elliott or James Conner? <sighs> wow. I guess this as much as this pains
1: me, I own Zeke in several leagues. I love the guy. I love his passion. I love his. I love. I love everything about him. I mean, I love his. I love the fact that on his cleats, he you know when when the players have the opportunity to write on their cleats for something that means a lot to them, he does pit bull, pit bull awareness and you know and and animal rescue. So for me, Zeke is always a guy I look to target. I love the guy. I love his playing, but. As I alluded to previously, I think he's the one to take the hardest hit with all these injuries to that Dallas Cowboy offense. So for me, it's James Connor over Zeke.
2: It's a tough one right here. You know what I'm saying, Bill? Who'd have thunk going into week number eight there'd actually be a discussion of who a fantasy owner would rather have the rest of the season? In a valid discussion, Ezekiel Elliott or James Connor?
0: Yeah, th- these are two teams going in opposite directions here. We, the Steelers are the last remaining team that's undefeated in the NFL. The Cowboys can't seem to get out of their own way, and even in the NFC East. So I will take James Conner in this one, and you're right. If you asked me before, you know, probably Labor Day weekend, I'd say this is a no-brainer. I mean, Zeke was a top-five pick. James Conner probably late second, early third round. But things have changed rather quickly uh, as we head into week
2: eight. Now, here's a good one, Frankie. This one right here should be a lot of fun because these are two studs. These are two guys that are balling right now. Who would you rather have rest of the season? I know it's kind of a wash, but just curious of you guys' thoughts. A.J. Brown or Keenan Allen? Well, for me, it's what can
1: Brown do for you when he's done it? <laughs> I knew sure pay- guy. Oh, yeah. I'm all over AJ. AJ and Calvin Ridley were two players I targeted heavily coming into the season. And boy, I love seeing them be productive. I was a little bit disappointed and frustrated when AJ Brown was unable to get out on, that, you know, on the field due to the injuries in the first couple of weeks of the season. But now that he's back, that kid is showing he's an absolute beast. I love Keenan Allen as well. You got what's not to love. I mean, that kid's a gunslinger that's throwing it to him. Right now, Justin Herbert is, you know, flinging the ball everywhere and I have him, you know, on my bench in a couple of leagues I wasn't too happy with myself last week leaving him on the bench but you know it didn't hurt me thankfully in any of the leagues that I'm in but you know for me it's AJ Brown. It's close. It's real close but I'm going with my boy AJ Brown all day every day.
2: Hey, listen, it is close, Bill. Keenan Allen and AJ Brown. You know, AJ Brown reminds me of
0: a lot of Terrell Owens. Uh yes. with the way that he plays with the ball in his hands. He's a physical receiver. I think he I think his speed is is um, is not appreciated. He, he looks really good with the ball in his hands. I love his playmaking ability. But Keenan Allen might be the most disrespected wide receiver in all of football. I don't know what this guy needs to do in order to be considered a top five receiver among fantasy players. The fact that he was a fourth round, third, maybe a late third round pick in fantasy drafts this year is total disrespect. I don't care if Terod Taylor was going to be the quarterback or Justin Herbert. Whoever, Keenan Allen just gets it done year in and year out. He's one of the most consistent wide receivers, not named DeAndre Hopkins or Michael Thomas. It's time that Keenan Allen gets some respect. Yeah, right, well, go. I, I, go I agree ahead, with go you go on ahead.
1: that one. Though. I agree with you on that, but you got you to be a little bit more respective of, of the fantasy players out there, Bill, because nobody wanted a piece of him in early, you know, higher oh, than oh, what you were oh, saying oh, because oh, of the fact – but because of the fact that he had a middling quarterback who throws for 220 on average per game as his projected starting quarterback. A lot of people were expecting them to go slow and uh, you know assimilate maybe Herbert down the line if the season went awry. Instead, they gave this kid the opportunity due to injury. If we were still looking at Tyrod Taylor, we wouldn't be looking at big numbers. See, the production I'm not so in right sure now. if
2: that's so true. I'll hop in right here in one second, but I'm not sure if that's so true. Because Tyrod Taylor, listen, he is a game manager style, but Tyrod Taylor know how to find open receiver, and more than likely, Keenan Allen was going to beat open receiver. I think Keenan Allen would have been a steal. Now, Bill adding Justin Herbert really shows the skill of Keenan Allen. You know what I'm saying? So now you can uh, address what uh, what uh, Frankie was saying.
0: Yeah, I just think that what Keenan Allen has done on the field the last three seasons it's not a question of an opinion. He is a top three wide receiver in terms of yards and catches since I think it's 2016. It's all it's almost. It's it's just automatic what he will do year in and year out, and you could talk about Mike Williams and Hunter Henry being involved in the offense. It doesn't matter. Keenan Allen is going to get twelve targets a game. I took a Keenan Allen player prop this weekend over five and a half catches. That was the easiest player prop I've ever had outside of what was the one a couple of weeks ago that we all took, um, and it was it was uh, Justin uh, Jackson. Yes, Justin. Justin. Ja- yeah, it was the first run. Of, it was the first run of the of his game, and he hit the over. But Kidd yep. kid in the Allen over five, like, he's just disrespected everywhere. The sports
1: book even is disrespecting him.
0: Five and a half, ca- five and a half catches, he averages
1: eight a game. No, I, I agree with you now. I mean, I listen, I would be completely bullish on him at this point because, as I said, I mean, I have Justin Herbert. You know, as I, I drafted him in late rounds as my backup. So, you know, I was hoping that he would get the opportunity. But if he didn't, I would have just looked to cut bait and eventually tried to find a quarterback who, you know, was actually – Performing at that particular time because I do own several shares of Mahomes and and Lamar Jackson, players of that ilk, you know, and other players, you know, here and there. I have I have uh, Josh Allen as well. So you know, obviously, I look for a, a young player with significant upside in the backdrop. So I love him, but I I, I agree with you. Keenan Allen is great, but what shied me away from investing in Keenan Allen was the Tyrod Taylor. And if we look at Week One again, you know, in that first week with Tyrod Taylor, he only went four for thirty-seven. So he didn't put up monster stats. These numbers are really starting to jump off the charts. And now, obviously, as you said, Bill, it was a great shot move on you, uh, your part. You know, 13 targets, 10 receptions. And that's all with Justin Herbert. You know, he put up his best game of the year's you know, of the but, season yep. right now it, it, with Justin there. And I agree with you. That's the reason why this kid is popping back on and showing why he is a capable wide receiver one.
2: One, one thing I will say, you know, I feel Tyrod Taylor, he gets ran by Josh Allen and he gets ran by, by Justin Herbert. Here's the thing about it that's so crazy is if he does not get that lung punctured, I still think he's a starting quarterback for the Chargers. And that would have been a, discon- that would have been a disservice to the job that Justin Herbert has done so far this season. How much did Justin Herbert pay that doctor? Oh man, Frankie Here we go, let's hop back on to Chase Edmonds Or Ronald Jones Free Rojo I'm
1: chasing. Chase every day. Chase, what was that movie? Chasing Amy. Everything, that whoever you want to chase. Give me as much of Chase Edmonds over Ronald Jones. Get ready because all Ronald Jones owners, they're going to start getting frustrated and frustrated in a big way because Big Leonard's on the show now, and he's on the scene to really take over in that backfield. I believe that Tom Brady wants him there. That's a big bruising back as he gets healthy and more assimilated into this offense. He's going to show the reason why this team invested in making a, bit, a mid-season trade for uh, a star running back that still has a lot of tread on the tires, so for me, it's Chase Edmonds because we already know Kenyon Drake, he was being phased out in a lot of points of this offense as it was. Now he's going down with this injury. Give me Chase all day.
2: All right, what do we got, Bill? Chase Edmonds or Rojo?
0: I, I was, you know, I, <laughs> I was really high on the Bucks in, in the beginning of the season, and once they signed Leonard Fournette, I got a little bit worried about Ronald Jones, but Ronald, I'll tell you, he looks great. I mean, there is not anything that this guy can't do except maybe catch a few screen passes and maybe that's why we saw Leonard Fournette come away with five catches in week seven. But R- Ronald Jones, is he's looking good in between the tackles. He's looking good on the outside. He reminds me of when he was at USC, why he was a second-round pick to begin with. And I'll tell you, he's really helping this Tampa Bay offense. Now, with Leonard Fournette healthy, I wonder if Ronald Jones' workload will get scaled back a little bit Especially if the Bucks do plan on making a run for you know the Super Bowl or, or, or for the playoffs, I, I wonder if they take a little less off Tom Brady and add a little bit more to the rushing attack by using both Fournette and Jones instead of instead of just Jones, how it's been for the last month.
2: All right, let's get ready, Frankie Terry McLaurin or Will Fuller. Interesting one right here. McLaurin still balling with a quarterback that he's not used to, but that was against the Dallas Cowboys. Will Fuller, we all know he can get the job done but we're waiting on an injury.
1: Yeah, well for me I'm going I'm going scary Terry all day guys. I I want him. I, I love the way that the you know the young signal caller in Washington right now is playing and I believe that McLaurin is the clear number 1 option on that team. We already know that uh somehow some way uh, I'm surprised and shocked cuz I own zero shares of him. I was down on him coming in, but all of a sudden Brandon Cooks is making his presence back on the fantasy landscape and becoming fantasy relevant once again as he's able to avoid some of those concussive concussions and being a able to avoid some of those big hits but for me Terry McLaurin with the way that he's playing right now I know a lot of people are going to probably shy away from this offense but you know the Redskins are always going to be behind in games they're always underdogs probably going to be underdogs for the you know the remainder of the season but you know I I listen guys if there's an opportunity you want those type of players you want to be targeting guys on the Cincinnati Bengals as well like you know maybe Tyler Boyd you know and that you know those type of players because you know when those teams are behind it's going to be full pass mode in the second half and that's when those guys are going to eat and you want the number one clear option and that's what McLaurin is McLaurin is a clear number one he's the clear wide receiver one where Fuller is not only battling injuries he's also battling to try to be the wide receiver one he's one 1A with Brandon Cooks right now so for me despite the fact that he has a More accomplished and a better overall signal caller in Deshaun Watson over in Houston. I'm going to be fading Will Fuller and buying Terry. The Washington
2: football team. (laughs) 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 Don't worry, people. Frankie is not being disrespectful to the (laughs) franchise. It's just hard for him to catch on like it is for a lot of people. But, Bill, Scary Terry from the Washington football team and our Will Fuller. <laughs> I, I'm
0: really I'm really feeling these rumors about the Packers reaching out to the, to the Texans inquiring about Will Fuller. I, I think that would do incredible for Will Fuller's career. It would do incredible things for Aaron Rodgers. It would do terrible things for Deshaun Watson. I don't know if, if Will Fuller were to go to the Packers, what does that do to Devontae Adams? But Will Fuller on the Texans is still getting it done. Compared to Terry McLaurin, he's getting it done, too, for Washington. But I'd rather take my chances with Will Fuller, hoping that he gets traded to the Packers. And worst-case scenario, he's still Deshaun Watson's top target.
2: And then you got Aaron Rodgers, so it'll be interesting, so that's interesting to bring that rumor into it. All right, it's time to get ready to talk some DraftKings DFS for this upcoming weekend. Then we'll hop into some Thursday Night Football and see how that goes. Time to see if we are going to fade Fabs or not, Bill. Today we are looking at some running backs. Michael Fabiano, sit start comes down on SI.com each and every Wednesday. Make sure you check it out. Melvin Gordon versus the Chargers. His DraftKings price is $5,600. You fading Fabs? Was that was that to me or Frankie? I'm sorry. That's you, Bill. I'm sorry.
0: Uh, you know, f- listen, I, I f- <laughs> the thing about the thing about this is it, how do you want to construct your lineup, right? Do you want do you want to make sure that you're getting some studs, or do you want to make or do you want to try to pay down for some running backs like Melvin Gordon? I know it's a revenge game, but I tend to go with some studs at running back, and Melvin Gordon just
2: really he hasn't been that much of a stud. What do you think, uh, Frankie? Hop in here. Are you fading, Fabs? Melvin Gordon is the player. revenge game narrative. DraftKings price is fifty six hundred.
1: Once again, Bill, how on earth can you say he hasn't done much? He has double digit PPR games in five and four out of his five games. This guy, and now we know already that you know, obviously, most likely. Philip Lindsay, he's not gonna play in this game after suffering that injury that he so not only is it a revenge factor, he's also got an extremely favorable matchup against a team that can't stop to run. The charges just ran all over them. We know that they're going to have to, to they're not going to be able to stack the box against Justin Herbert right now because wh- who do they have on the outside? A guy that you just said you loved in, you know, and is disrespected right now in Keenan Allen. And Justin Herbert will b- burn them if they put eight guys in the box. I love right. are You Gordon. still
0: are you still operating
1: on the assumption that Melvin Gordon is on the Chargers, you knucklehead? No, I'm saying on the Denver team, he's going to want to go back and face his old team. But I'm saying It was up so- to do with stacking the box against Justin Herbert. Because of the fact that if they're going to be doing that on one side, it's going to give him the opportunity. If that team gets behind, the will, the Broncos will be behind the Chargers. I think we can all agree upon that fact. What do you say? Even though, even though it's a three-point spread, would you say that it's probably a, you know, a safe assumption to say that the Chargers yes, will be I, I, ahead? Okay. Yes. Well, without Philip Lindsay in the passing game, who's going to get all those checkdowns from, from Locke? I would say that Melvin Gordon probably gets anywhere between five to seven receptions out of the backfield. That's going to wow. push him that's going to push him into double digit fantasy points. That's a guy that's that's solid production from a guy that's only 56th 5600 that you're going to be paying down for. He's he's played a lot of
0: games without Philip Lindsay this year and the only time listen, yeah, double digit fantasy points. Okay. Let's get a little bit more uh descriptive here. 14, 16 and 16 and then they had the monster game against the Jets for so, 28. Double digits.
2: Yeah, double digits. (laughs) It is double digits. It is
0: double digits.
1: It's not like he's not scoring 25 points. He's in the teens. No, but when you're paying 5600, if I told you right now that every single one of your skill position players, as a fantasy owner, what are you looking for? You're looking for double digits. At least I know that's what I am. For me, for a productive day, I want double digits, whether it's 10 and above, 11 and above. Yeah, d- definitely you want those 50 poppers like you had last week with uh Tyler Lockett. Of course, everyone wants those, but those are few and far between as we, you know, we all know. It's it's very difficult to get, but if you're getting consistent double-digit production from your skill position players, you're a winning fantasy manager.
0: Not on DraftKings though. Nine times fifteen is one hundred and thirty-five. What what are you what are you winning with one hundred thirty-five points?
1: Well, this is a little bit difficult for me to say because I can't see what the winning scores are because it's illegal in the state of Nevada. I have to refer to you guys, but for me, I still would like to look if I can save money and pay up and get a star, you know, the star wide receivers like I want. If I can get Cal, afford Calvin Ridley, Devontae Adams, and Tyler Lockett, then sign well, me up. Well, Right. Well, that's a, that's that that was the
0: preface of my argument. I said it depends on how you want to construct your lineup this week. If you want to right. go stud at running back, then yeah, I guess Gordon is not bad. I personally like going. I mean, I'm sorry. If you want to go stud at wide receiver, then Gordon's not a bad option. I personally like going stud at running back and paying down for receivers. So we're opposite on that road. So I let guess you'll be. Yo, let me you guys this, Let me go just ahead.
1: ask you this real quick. What's the price discrepancy right now between Zeke and Melvin Gordon?
0: Melvin Gordon's $5,600. Zeke is – is Zeke not on the main slate this week?
2: Zeke he's,
0: he's playing the Eagles. On Sunday, Sunday night. night. Oh, he's, Sunday not, he's not. Yeah, he's not on the main slate. Oh,
1: he's not on the main slate. Okay. All
0: right. Is that the Sunday night that's horrible, game? That's
2: horrible, bro. That's oh, horrible.
0: And why do we have to watch the Giants two weeks in a row on primetime? You know, I'm a Giants fan. I hate when the Giants are on primetime because then the rest of the world gets
2: to see how bad they are. No, it's embarrassing. I can understand that. Um, <laughs> on Bell, Bill. Revenge game matchup versus Frankie's New York Jets. DraftKings price is $4,600. Fate and Fabs? No, no, no. This is a price I can get
0: behind for a couple of reasons. One, the, Hell the, yeah. the spread is so big. We know that uh, the Chiefs are going to run the ball probably the entire second half. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Matt Moore, the backup to Patrick Mahomes, to start the fourth quarter. Um, I wish you can bet on that. I wish we could bet on that, too. That would be a great bet. Um, Le'Veon Bell, I think Andy Reid and, and Eric Bieniemy. I think they're kind of fun coaches, and I think they're going to let their their stud, their newly signed running back uh, run wild against his former team that he was just a part of uh, just two weeks ago. So I would I would absolutely sign up for Le'Veon Bell for 4,600.
2: Frankie, is this one of those games where after the game is over, players on jet players are going to come coming to Le'Veon Bell saying, man, you made it, bro. Congratulations, man. You got away from here. Bring me with you. Hell yeah! And I'll tell, you right, I'll tell you right. I will. I will tell you right now,
1: guys. You want to know the prop bet? One of the locks that I'm looking to get down on: Le'Veon Bell anytime scorer in this in this game. He will find one. the end zone in this game, and you'll probably be looking at probably plus two fifty or higher. I would believe because I'm sure that all the money will obviously be forced to go to Clyde edwards hilaire But I' telling you right now, Le'Veon Bell scores a touchdown immediately, takes the ball goes over and hands it gently at the feet of Adam
2: Gase and said, here, bro, you can have my game ball. <laughs> this is what Frankie's been waiting all season for this. It is the highlight of Frankie's season. All right, Bill, let's get ready. One more to go right here. Fate and Fabs a not interesting one. Zach Moss versus the Patriots. DraftKings price is $4,400. Zach Moss, incredibly inf-
0: efficient with the ball in his hands this past week. I think he was averaging – Um, a little over seven yards per touch. That's the kind of efficiency I like to see. We have not seen that from Devin Singletary. Now, is it going to be a split backfield? I'm not sure. I think they both had the same amount of carries this past weekend. I do think Zach Moss deserves more carries than Devin Singletary at this point. And the Patriots just gave up three touchdowns and 110 yards or whatever it was to Jeff Wilson in the 49ers. So, I like Zach Moss at this price 4400 bucks. Listen, if you're going to go after an Alvin Kamara or Derrick Henry, you go with a stud at running back, then you have to pay down for one of these on Bell Zach Moss types um at,
1: at sub 5000 bucks.
2: All right, what we got Frankie, you like it?
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's just one of the reasons why you got to check out SI Fantasy because I talked about this over in the Droppables feast this week, that the changing of the guard is coming in Buffalo, that Devin Singletary is a player that you should be looking to move on from because Zach Morse is a player that they want to be getting involved. We already know that Devin Singletary has 6.7 PPR points or less in his last three outings. He's just simply not getting the job done, despite the fact that the Buffalo Bills are the clear class of the AFC East. But as our guy uh, Jim Cramer would always say, sell, sell, sell sell on devin singletary but right now you want to buy 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 and be bullish on zach Morse because he is a player on the rise and he's one of those guys as you said can lead you to a championship at a you know at a real low price right now so look to get in on him right now acquire him if you have to via trade but this is a player that you're going to want to target from a lot of the other owners
2: i still would hang on to devin singletary he may not be a starter i would not cut him yet because Zach Moss, that upright running style, can be uh very dangerous for injuries. And he has a play he has a player that has struggled with injuries in the past. So I agree, uh Zach Moss is getting ready to be the guy. But you know, for insurance purposes, we could see Devin Singletary back in charge at some point. All right, let's get ready to hop into some Thursday Night Football right quick. Frankie, break this one down. Atlanta Falcons travel to Carolina. Got an NFC South showdown. Carolina Panthers laying two and a half in this one. The total on the DraftKings book is 51.
1: Yeah, right now, I mean, this is going to be probably a difficult game for a lot of NFL fans to watch. We know that the Atlanta Falcons are only 1-5 in five straight up right now, and the Carolina Panthers have showed some promise in, in certain games. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see which way the shops go on this. Right now, the Vegas Whispers have not stepped out on any particular game right now on Thursday. We did release two plays already, though, to all SI Pro members for Sunday that you're going to want to become an SI Pro member and get behind that paywall right now. Get those plays because, as we know, we came off an undefeated seven and zero weekend on the on the gridiron uh, with all our NFL with all our football selections, and you know, with especially with our UFC selections right now, SI Pro is just absolutely dominating right now. But if we look at this game, there's the possibility that Christian McCaffrey could be possibly coming back to the to the, to the gridiron and getting in between those white lines. That would be a huge boost. Obviously, getting back their star player. I'm just always nervous anytime backing uh, you know the Atlanta Falcons with Matt Ryan on the road it'll be interesting to see which way the sharps go right now i don't have a strong opinion right now on this game myself i'm interested to see which way the action goes perhaps bill has a little bit of a, a strong opinion of his own and in particular on this game but hopefully it's a game that we do see a lot of points because it is a total right now set by the odds makers over at DraftKings sportsbook set at 51 points so what do you think bill
0: I think it's supposed to rain like crazy this uh, on Thursday night in North Carolina. I'm actually looking up the weather right now. I, I think that's going to have a really big effect, especially on a team like the Atlanta Falcons, who they're always used to playing in that dome. Uh, I know there was some nasty weather coming to the – some kind of tropical weather statement. I don't know if it's this uh, tropical depression heading to the Carolinas, tropical cyclone Zeta to bring strong winds and heavy rainfall to portions of the Western Carolinas and Northeast Georgia. And that is according to the Greenberg Spartanburg, South Carolina, us national weather service direct quote from them, Uh, strong winds, heavy rainfall to portions of Western Carolina and Northeast Georgia. So I'm a little bit worried about the over here, I, I still think you, you you have to start guys like Todd Gurley, Calvin Ridley, but what do you do with Christian McCaffrey if he's going to be pronounced if he's going to be activated for this game? You really want to play him, in a tsunami? Tsunami? yeah? Yeah, you're going to play him. I know. What do you do with Mike Davis too? Mike Davis is another one. So this like this game has a lot of question marks from a fantasy perspective, and I would absolutely take the under on that 51 uh, point total.
1: All right, yeah. there you go, right there. You can so I'm, 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 sh- I'm, I'm actually shocked, Bill, with hearing that from you. That I haven't seen any movement at all, both here in Vegas, globally, DraftKings, anywhere on that total. It's just been a steady 51. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see, as word you know gets around about this impending uh, weather system, if we don't see this total be dropped. So that could actually be a really sharp side and a sharp play prediction by you, Bill. There
2: yeah, you go. One, oh, one, thank one. you, Frankie. Yeah. A little
0: compliment from you.
2: First hey, Listen, seven, Frankie. Weeks. Yeah, hey, Bill, Frankie hanging around all those big wigs in Vegas. He don't think, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> listen, a, bl- a, a blind a
1: blind squirrel finds the nut every once in a while, too, <laughs> but, you know? I got Bill out in Jersey. Uh, he said there's
0: supposed to be a tropical depression coming into uh, the Carolinas this weekend. Oh, yeah, Bill, a meteorologist? No, he's just this tall guy that hosts a show with Jim Kramer. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll take his word for it. Drop the line
2: down. All right, here we go, here we go, Bull Market Fantasy. I want to thank everybody for getting involved. All the good information from Bill and Frankie, Corey Parson, the fantasy executive here. Do not forget SI Fantasy Plus and SI Fantasy Pro is the way that you win in 2020 holidays coming up, so we need to kick that in and get that rolling. Thanks to my man Jim Kramer for the real estate. For Bill and Frankie, I'm Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, executive, Bull Market Fantasy. We're out.